free your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect, the podcast where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I'm Christine. So, (laughs) I've been seeing you a lot on TikTok. Oh, man. Yes, you too. You've been killing it on TikTok since you started. You have over how many followers now? Um, I think close to 7,000, like 500-ish. Dang. Yeah. Just to give you guys context, not that, it, not that it's about the numbers, but <laughs> no. I have 600 followers. And Regina started a week later than I did. I was telling her that TikTok is so perfect for her because just how she communicates, she finally gets to kind of make content in a quick way that showcases Regina's personality so well and captures it so well. Yeah, I'm so happy that people are finding out about Thanks. you. Just to be clear, I feel like I have a lot of like young kids following me because for those of you guys who don't know, um, Christina and I actually participated in like a TikTok campaign where, you know, they were encouraging kind of an older demographic. Yes, we are part of the older demographic to get on TikTok to kind of create content in different categories to encourage like an older demographic to get on the app and well i mean when you say it that way (laughs) it's like (laughs) their program was to help cultivate educational content (laughs) on tiktok which i guess you could (laughs) i looked at it as like oh they're trying to get like older people on the app (laughs) i mean yes they are (laughs) but you make us sound like we're freaking 50 (laughs) i know that's what i kept saying too and my friends were like oh you should pitch this in a better way you're right we were recruited to create educational content and so just like yeah one minute short tiktoks i mean they really told us like 10 to 15 seconds was the sweet spot and like look at us like it literally took us an hour and a half before we could even record this episode to like get our point across anyway thank you christine for like introducing me to the program but it was like such a rewarding experience going through that together because like we would attend webinars together and she'd be like I see you (laughs) and I think that like we would give each other tips or just like cheer each other on like it was cool that that was like another experience that we got to share together like especially during this pandemic where we don't get to actually like spend time together face to face like yeah keeping up with each other through TikTok was really fun you really get to see I mean obviously me and Regina are different people she's on YouTube (laughs) I don't make any YouTube content right the only thing that we are on the same platform on in terms of creating content together is this podcast and our Instagram together Mm -hmm. so it's cool to be on another platform and see how different we are in the type of things that we create and how we say things. My TikTok is life coach advice and self-care and self-love and all those things, right? Growth. And then Regina also has self-care, but the way that she approaches it is also I mean, obviously, there's so many different ways that you can approach self-care. She shoots it in her own way, her own style. Like, she tends to do more voiceovers versus my... <laughs> all of my videos are the same. <laughs> so how, how has your experience been? 
I think we were both like super hesitant just download it because we're like oh my god it's like all these 13 year olds which there are a lot of 13 year olds on this app but I think that like the type of humor Gen Z I really think is gonna like change the world Um, but like you have these like Gen Z TikTokers at home talking about BLM talking about racism and all these things and I feel like I'm being educated in that process oh yeah and and then you also have like these like dog videos and like I don't know like the way that people use like certain sound effects and things like that like I think that I didn't give TikTok enough credit in regards to like how much you're able to like edit your videos on the platform I personally edit do voiceovers more because it's easier for me to like write a script and then read that over the video than it is for me to like memorize the script. So that's why I do more voiceovers. You you also made a TikTok video about how you record voiceover, like your tips on it. So no, it makes perfect sense. I I think like TikTok is where YouTube was Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago. Yeah, They're trying to onboard so many different types of creators and diversify the content, which is great. And that they're actually putting money behind it Mm -hmm. so it's cool to see that and I mean I've been learning a lot just even in small business tips okay (laughs) we've we've gone on a a lot about TikTok but if you guys want to follow our TikTok accounts we'll leave it in the description box below we're also posting mindful Mondays which will feature TikTok videos that Regina and I create so follow us for that yeah so what are we talking about today today is another sister advice episode episode two I know that we skipped over June June was a lot June yeah June was a lot. This year has been a lot, but June was particularly a lot. Sister Advice, for those of you who don't know, it is an episode where we answer questions that you guys send in on our Instagram. We're trying to keep them to like monthly themes. So for the theme of July, we really wanted to focus in on just friendships in general, the friendship between Christine and I, like questions you have in general, good, bad. We compiled all of the questions here in front of us in this Google Doc, and we're going to pick a couple of questions to answer. And it's going to be a recurring episode that we'll be doing month by month. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and keep your eye out for when we post a story collecting questions for this episode. So let's get started with our first question. Yeah. And you guys asked really great questions. So it's hard just to pick a couple because I know... Yeah, I mean, you guys know us. We can go on and on about one question. So we're trying our best to answer as many as we can in one episode. So we'll see how this goes. The first one is from Brenda King, and she's asking, please share tips on how to be a good friend. Regina? Ah. I love this question because I feel like there's a lot of like negativity. Like I think people usually ask questions pertaining to friendships when in like a very negative way because they're having like a problem that they're dealing with or like, you know, something went wrong or toxic relationships we've talked about a lot. But I feel like this question is very like, oh yeah, like what are the ways that we can be a good friend? And as I've gotten older, my idea of friendship has changed a lot. I've been very lucky and I've said this before where I have a lot of friends that I've had for like over a decade. Like Christine and I are now have been friends for over a decade now, which is crazy to think about. That's something that I really, really value in friendships. And I think for a long time, I thought that how in depth of a conversation I can have with someone, that's like what makes a good friend Mm -hmm. or like that kind of determines like my relationship with them. But I realized there's so much more to that. And I think that just in like the relationship and friendship that like Christine and I have, it a a friendship is very much so like an actual like relationship because there's good, there's bad, there's 
so many things that could happen. But at the end of the day, if you continue to gravitate towards each other, there's obviously something really special there. And a major thing is listening to each other. When you're having conversations, it's not just like, oh, how was your day? Or like, you know, finding commonalities of like, oh my God, remember when that happened? And those memories are all like good and fun. But I think that when you really get to the core of like what it means to be a good friend is to have the uncomfortable conversations, to have the deep conversations of like what makes you tick in life. What are the dreams that you have? And like, what are the things that you hope for? You know, like all the things that you may not necessarily have in like a passing by conversation or like a 20 minute conversation even. And I realized that those were the kinds of questions that really like solidified a lot of my friendships where they know me better than I know myself. Mm. And it's because of all the digging and all the talking throughout the years. And like, I think that it's a really beautiful thing when you can have a friendship blossom with someone and you're growing your mindset together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of relationships where I've had where like we were really, really on the same page and then we kind of split off or one person starts going this way and the other person starts going that way and the paths just aren't aligned. And I think that those friendships, like not to say that you have to cut them off, but it's like there's a noticeable difference. But the friendships where you're like really pouring yourselves into each other and like growing with one another and being like, oh, hey, that person has this new idea or a new mindset. It's like, oh, how do I feel about that? Should I incorporate that into my life? Like really kind of finding that like fine-tuned balance of like how these two people can work together. I think that that also allows you to like be there for one another. Like I think it's impossible to agree on everything, but being able to like find that common ground and creating space for one another and that like understanding with some of my best friends, like we have super similar interests, but completely different personalities, or we have exactly similar personalities, but completely different interests. And it's like, you have to give leeway to one another. Like say we're traveling or something like that. And I really love museums. Like one of my best friends, she's not the biggest museum person, but I feel like she's willing to go with me Mm. because she knows that I really like it and vice versa. Like she loves sports. So like I will go to a sports game with her, even though that's not really necessarily my cup of tea, but it's like, oh, if this is something that she really likes, then I want to invest in it too. And I want to learn more about it. And I think it's like this kind of understanding for one another, especially when it comes into more serious situations where we all freak out about different things or have anxiety about different things. And And if one person's freaking out and the other person is like, well, why are you freaking out? Like you shouldn't have those feelings about it. Then it can get very discouraging, but it's like, I understand you're freaking out about that, but like maybe you can look at it in this way or maybe try this. Like instead of having it be like a very like negative, like, oh, well, this is how I feel and you shouldn't feel that way. It should be like a, a mutual like understanding for one another and that willingness to grow together and like finding common interests that will allow your relationship to like continue growing over the years. Yeah, I feel like if anyone knows about good friendships, it's you because you have so many friends that you've kept for so long and it's not a superficial friendship. I love all the things that you said and completely agree with the intention and meaning behind because you can tell that that's stuff that you've learned through your friendships and like you said it's not it's not an easy journey and then I think that's the part where you know if you're asking questions on how you could be a good friend that already says a lot Mm -hmm. and I think the part that you know I wanted to chime in on now at my age and not even just my age but my own journey it's 
how do I let other people be themselves? <laughs> you know, yeah. I think like wanting to be a good friend, so much of our perspective obviously is from our own filter. So you're like, why would she say it like that? You know, or why would he do that? And it makes you upset or is triggering rightfully so. But to be a good friend is also to put in the work to have the compassion and empathy to think about your friend from their perspective and try to have that understanding. So it is a lot of like developing the skills to be a better listener and to open up that space to let in whatever your friend is going through or their thoughts and feelings or their upbringing and all of the things that they've been through so that you can be there for them even though you may disagree and that's that's the thing like we all think that as friends we should all be on the same page about everything and of course there's certain things that if it's your values you determine if that you're willing to compromise that right but regina said like you can have friends that same personality different interests or different interests same personality all these different mixtures How you determine if you want to continue a friendship is when you guys are evolving in different stages. And that's what happens, especially from your 20s to 30s. People are moving. People are getting married. You know, people are having kids. And then you suddenly find yourself in these little pockets of your life that you're like, I thought that we were going to be closer at this point, you know, or where did my friends go? (laughs) Like We were Mm -hmm. all so close during college. And then now what happened? And I think that's something that no one ever told me about. And sometimes it can be hard to accept that. Mm -hmm. But then I think Mm -hmm. the friendships that were Regina, you were saying about like, when you guys evolve in the different stages, you guys can still come back and learn from one another. I think that's the biggest part where just because that friend may not be in your life in that same way, how can you still learn and be a good friend to that person when your friendship has completely changed? It's definitely like finding ways that you can be there for one another. Because I think at the end of the day, like that's what friendships are. That's what any relationship is. It's like being able to be there for one another in times of need or in times of understanding. And I think that sometimes I have this idea where it's like, oh, well, best friends should go to each other for everything and they should know everything about each other's lives, which... I think to a certain degree can be true, but I think that, you know, with one of my friends, um, she works in finance and I do not understand her career trajectory at all. And like, there's so much about that business and that like industry that I just, it's like, I just really don't know how I could help other than like, oh my God, that sucks. And so like she seeks other people in that industry to like complain and, you know, vent to, or, you know, ask advice for, and then we'll come back to like, us and say, oh, this is what I've been like really stressing about, or this has been what's really bothering me, but like this is the solution that I've come up with. And I think that that's fine. I think, again, like movies paint such like an unrealistic expectation of what best friends are supposed to be or what friendships are supposed to look like, where it's you're just so codependent on one another and it can be either like platonic friendships or romantic relationships. But I think that like one of the best things about like some of my friendships is like I don't have, I can not see these people for like five years and then we'll get dinner and it'll be like a three hour conversation where we're like looking at the clock and we're like oh my god we gotta go when you have that commonality like one you have to decide like what kind of friendship you want to have with that person and then two like making the effort to be there for that person like if this is like your person then when they're going through a rough time like you are there for them you make that time you show up you reach out and I think the 
other really big thing too with a lot of my friendships and why I think I have a better understanding of my friends is that is learning each other's love languages. I think that that's huge. Like I think that even like with Christine and I, with some of my best friends, like when I didn't understand their love language, sometimes I'd be like, wow, are they upset with me? Like, do they not really care about me? Do they not really like me? Like what's going on? And I've had plenty of those fights with one best friend in particular, where it's like, we each feel like we're bending over backwards for the other, but neither of us feel appreciated. It does require like, especially if it's a new friend, even if it's an old friend, taking that time to analyze like, hey, what are the things that they really appreciate and makes them feel loved? You putting in that effort and having them reciprocate, like I feel like those are the most beautiful relationships. Like I feel like the understanding that Christina and I have for one another now has shifted significantly in the past like two years, I would say. Like I think that before, like we had like a, pretty good understanding of each other but I think now more specifically like we realize how much our words can be misconstrued through texts through emails where it's like oh that's that wait 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 that's not what I meant like that's not the tone that I was having and I think that that can cause a lot of rifts in relationships and friendships little things like that can build and build and build into like a bigger Mm -hmm. picture thing Mm -hmm. that's why communication is so important Mm -hmm. so many of us are taught to avoid communication because communication can feel confrontational but of course it's the energy that you bring Mm -hmm. into it but communication itself I always say is like the number one thing along with honesty in in any type of relationship to really have it thrive or else you're just kind of always walking on eggshells or it's just superficial you know it's always surface level Mm -hmm. because you can't get deeper if you don't really know the person or that person can't feel safe around you with their feelings and thoughts and I think that to me is a marker of a good friend where I feel like I'm in a safe space to be who I am in all the weird quirkiness and sassiness and all of that for me to feel genuinely myself and I think that's required in a a true good friend Mm -hmm. that's a learning process too right because obviously we all judge that comes off in friendships and that is what hurts people but I think that's a process of trying to unlearn that because when you're judging someone it says more about you than that person yeah not to say that you have to agree that's not what I'm saying but then the judging part it's like why do you feel so you cannot accept that person, especially if this person is supposed to be your friend. Hey, it's Christine here. We're so happy to be teaming up with BetterHelp again, the world's largest online counseling service. You work with licensed and accredited professionals to get the counseling you're looking for. And it's accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. I talk to my therapist on BetterHelp every week and it has made the biggest difference in processing past traumas, specifically with family and past friendships. I text with her quite frequently throughout the week and she sends me worksheets that help so much in digging in deeper and putting into practice the things we talk about in our actual sessions. I truly believe therapy is something we should all invest in ourselves because we are worth it. Our mental health, just like our physical health, affects every aspect of our lives. We highly recommend trying BetterHelp. The process is really simple. Head to betterhelp.com slash pip to answer a quick personalized questionnaire to assess your needs. And you'll be paired with a licensed professional within 24 hours. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We're so excited that BetterHelp is offering our PIP fam an exclusive 10% off your first month. 
Again, that's betterhelp.com slash PIP. So definitely check them out and take care of yourselves. Actually brings us into our next question. Mm-hmm. How to heal after a broken friendship? How to heal after a betrayal? This question was sent in by Trang Nguyen. Yeah, so this is like almost the exact opposite of the first question, right? And we actually got mm-hmm. quite a few questions about toxic friendships and we recorded an episode about toxic friendship. First of all, Trang, for you sending this, I know it's so hard for what you're going through and it's a, it's a tough one, right? Because any type of betrayal can have residual damage and trauma for years to come in ways that we don't even expect, right? These are the type of things that make you distrust or close yourself off from like potential future friends because you're trying to see the signs. Obviously, you're hurt and the trust is broken. When you talk about how to heal after a broken friendship, well, first, and this may not be the thing that you want to hear right now, but with hindsight, it becomes clear, right? Because you're like, oh, maybe there were some red flags that at the time, you know, you didn't see or you ignored. Because for someone to, a friend, and also a friend that, let's say, is a good friend, to betray you, not to say it's on you, but were there signs? You know, and and I speak from my own experience where, like, I have definitely been betrayed or felt betrayed by past friendships and it comes in different forms right betrayal or having a broken friendship for me these are the things that i had to confront and reflect on some of it was just like for me it's like maybe i didn't know that friend as well as i thought i did a lot of times for me it's like i project so much who i want that person to be (laughs) especially when i feel like a certain connection and when that person doesn't meet that expectation I, at the time, cannot see it. And it's not until we, like, end up in a big fight or something happens that I'm like, oh, man, actually, like, he or she has always been like this. So I would say in terms of healing, the first thing is give yourself time, especially if it just happened. This is the time where you practice self-compassion and kindness, where you may be blaming yourself or you may be like, how could I be that stupid? Why did I let her into my life? Why did I trust them? Thoughts that you can say to yourself is that you tried to be a good friend. You know, you're a good friend. You're a good person. You didn't deserve that. And that's totally unfair. This shouldn't have happened to you. The second part, after you go through this first part, the second part is then you got to be honest with yourself. After you get the, the kindness in, then you have to take a good look at, you know, what can you take responsibility for in that friendship? For sure, it's their fault in the betrayal, for sure. But maybe, like I said, like reflecting back, you didn't set the necessary boundaries or maybe you're trying to people please, you know, digging in deeper for yourself on what are some things that you can learn and grow from. You know what I mean? Where you're like, okay, I shouldn't have been betrayed, but then maybe I let a lot of things go, a lot of toxic behaviors go that, you know, now after I've been through this experience, now I'm going to set better boundaries. Maybe that friend lied to you before or they're very self-serving or they, everything was about them. And then your intention was like, I'm going to be a good friend. So I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to give everything for you. I'm always going to try to prove my worth. And then you gave more of yourself than that person did in that friendship. And you could take a look at that. Like, why? Why was it so important for you to always please, please, please? And that person to take, take, take. You know, there's so many different scenarios in that, in toxic friendships. 
The third part is writing down those lessons. And the fourth is forgive yourself when you're ready. This is the part that's really important and it may take a little bit to get to because you got to process all of that in order for yourself to really just be like, you know what, I forgive myself for whatever lessons that you reflecting back on you learned on, you know, where it's like, I forgive myself for not trusting my own instincts. I forgive myself for getting so mad. I forgive myself for feeling so hurt. And then work on forgiving your friend and understanding that, again, forgiveness is not about your friend in this scenario. It's so you can let go. Like, that's why I said, like, this can take a certain amount of time because until you do that, until you forgive your friend, then there will be residual bitterness and that's understandable but if you want to move forward with genuine love and to prevent yourself from closing yourself off from other people or having this trauma have residual damage to you then it is getting to a point where you consciously work on forgiving yourself and forgiving your friend and after that or even the midst of this realize that you deserve friends that treat you with love and kindness and respect just like how you are to them. You deserve friends like that. That is without question. If you don't have friends like that in your life, then you should take a look around you, the people around you. Do they reflect that? You know, when it comes to this particular question about friendship betrayal, you know, maybe the lesson is it's better that this person revealed themselves to you and they're no longer in your life. And that's, that's a tough lesson, but if you can learn and grow from it, as a person and what you value in other friends especially when you allow intimate friendships or people into your life it's a sacred space you know so you pick your people wisely i think that's something with self-growth you learn the respect for yourself that you need to give yourself and that when you do that for yourself the respect part then you teach other people around you how to respect you and vice versa because that's the respect you're giving out to other people Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that in any situation like this, it's really easy to pass the blame on to the other person and just be like, well, it was completely that person's fault and then not look at at it any deeper. But I think that to every relationship, every situation, like there's so many different layers and sides to things and things like that, that I understand that at this time it must really hurt. But I think that this is like a good time to understand like why were you hurt what were the things that hurt you and like being aware of that will allow you to yeah better make friends in the future or like just see the signs when they're coming and being like hey I noticed these similar patterns from this previous friendship that I had and now I know how to go about it either to avoid like maybe not spend as much time with that person or maybe like talk to them about it like Mm -hmm. depending on how willing that person is to open up to you. This kind of whole process is definitely like not easy, but it's a good opportunity to really dive into like, oh, what are the things that I value in life? Like, why did I feel so betrayed and things like that? And like, were there things that you could have done differently? Like I definitely have friendship, you know, quote unquote, like breakups where I look back to, I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or like, oh, I could have said that in a different way. Now that I'm older, I look back at that and I'm kind of like, oh, I I handled that all wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that what's most important too is like during this healing process is to exactly like what Christine said, like not hold on to this like anger and bitterness because it's not going to do you any good. Like even if this person betrayed you and you're never going to speak to this person again, to hold on to that hate you have for that person, that's a burden on you. That's not a burden on them, you know? So 
to... It hurts you more. Exactly. So I I totally agree with what Christine says, where it's going to be a process where you're going to grieve, you're going to be upset, and there's going to be a lot of times that you probably feel really hurt and you're like, oh, why didn't I see all those things? But instead of using that to channel frustration, use that to channel growth. Like be like, hey, wow, that was right in front of my face and I didn't notice it this time around. Maybe I'll notice it next time around. Or hey, this is something that I really don't like when people do or something I don't really value or whatever it is. Like, I think that it's easier to see it hindsight 2020 than it is like when you're going through it. And especially when you are kind of bustling with like emotion, you know? Yeah, I think that's where you find yourself, if you don't process this and do the self-reflection, this is how people end up being in these cycles of the same type of friendships yeah, or like in the same type of relationships, like the friend that you know that gets cheated on by mm-hmm. all their significant others. Because you're really just trying to squash that emotion and move on as quickly as possible and you don't ever deal with it and you don't learn from it. So we go back to what we know, which is our tendency. So if we're drawn to people, let's say we're the type of people that are looking for validation and close friendship. Some of us, like I'm talking about myself before, I tend to gravitate towards people who are also looking for close friendships, but take because I so want to prove and give. Mm -hmm. So I may not consciously realize it until the reflection Mm -hmm, part, mm -hmm. you know, and the self-growth because this is a different level of thinking because you're thinking like, oh, no, you're just a person. I think you're great. You're so nice, you know? And later on, it just gets to a point where you're like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Like, you always do this and you blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, you find yourself in another friendship breakup. It takes a little bit for you to be like, oh, shoot, why does this always happen to mm-hmm. me? Why do I always attract people like this, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. part where it's like, okay, there's a certain responsibility that I need to take here. Yeah. What is it that I'm not valuing about myself or I'm not respecting in myself? Mm-hmm. So only you can answer that. Totally, totally. Yeah, so, you know, we only have time for these two questions. I told you we'd try. <laughs> <laughs> but the majority, I think we covered... Like you guys ask questions in similar types of questions in different ways. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we tried our best to kind of encompass like (laughs) the answers that can answer a lot of these. So, you know, we do these sister advice questions once a month. Be sure to follow us if you haven't already. Perfectly.imperfect.podcast on IG. We want to hear your questions. This is one of the best ways for us to speak to you guys directly with questions that you actually have. If you guys have suggestions for topics or themes of months, like email us, DM us, just let us know. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this series because it really allows us to get feedback from you guys and like hear what you guys are going through. I feel like it helps Christine and I get our creative juices going. <laughs> and we record this in real time. Mm-hmm. That is That's what it is. Oh my god, yeah. These are the most up-to-date thoughts and obviously these are the most up-to-date questions that you guys have. So yeah, thank you guys for another episode of Sister Advice and we'll talk to you soon. Bye! Bye.